Welcome to Church Matters, a place where we ask questions about the life of the church at home, across the street, and around the world. This program is brought to you by Mennonite Church Canada. My name is Dan Dick. And I'm Janet Plennert, and we are your hosts. Our guest today is Fernando Entz. Fernando has many roles, but today we want to focus on his work with the Decade to Overcome Violence, an initiative of the World Council of Churches. To help us focus on our topic, I'll read a short scripture from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, often quoted and commonly known as the Golden Rule. Matthew 7.12 In everything, therefore, treat people the same way you would want them to treat you, for this is the law and the prophets. Today, we have Fernando Enz with us, talking about the Decade to Overcome Violence, or the DOV as it's become known. Fernando is a professor of theology at Hamburg University in Germany. He is the author of several books about historic peace churches, an advisor to the World Council of Churches, and a Mennonite pastor. Welcome here, Fernando. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. The World Council of Churches is very diverse. I believe it represents over 300 different denominations and Christian bodies. Most of these churches would theologically justify violence, although as a last resort. How tough was it to sell this idea of a decade to overcome violence to the World Council of Churches? I was really surprised to see how willingly the delegates from around the world, from the different streams of Christianity, were willing to uh, accept this proposal and to commit themselves and their churches to a decade to overcome violence. And I think the reason for that was that everyone around the world is faced with a challenge of violence. And most of the time, the churches and the people in the churches are really puzzled with that challenge. And what they experience is that the traditional answers to that challenge is not really valid. It doesn't really take us anywhere because it always leads into new circles of violence. So by justifying violence against violence as a last resort, it's not a way out of this circle of violence. And this is this is a personal experience that a lot of people, especially delegates from churches from Africa, from Latin America and Asia, have experienced in the past. And therefore, I think they were very ready for a new effort, a joint effort of Christianity worldwide to to look up to this to this challenge, to take it up as churches because the people really believe this is something we owe to the world and we have to do it for our own people. The DOV officially began in 2001. What goals did you have for the DOV back in 1998? And in your mind, what are the indicators that achieve some advancements in the DOV? Uh, I cannot list all the goals here, of course, but uh, let me give you uh, three major goals. One is to get the peace witness from the periphery into the center of the life and the thinking of the churches. That was something that we thought was very important, and through the decade to overcome violence, we could achieve that. Secondly, to overcome the spirit, the logic, and the practice of violence. Um, and thirdly, to build up a culture of peace, a culture of peace and of nonviolence. How to measure that now, if we have achieved that already, I cannot really say, but I see clear signs, uh, not only in our churches uh, as Mennonites, but also in, in other churches, be it Orthodox churches or be it Lutheran churches, uh, Reformed churches around the world, who uh, try to work very hard to especially overcome this logic and this spirit uh, of violence, but also 
bringing the peace issue from the periphery into the center of the churches. Can you give us an example of how that has happened? Well, it happens on different levels, I think. We have seen congregations uh, having experienced a lot of violence in their neighborhood. And uh, by getting involved with the World Council of Churches' Decade to Overcome Violence, that was kind of an eye-opener to say, okay, this is one of the goals of the worldwide church. What is it that challenges us here as one single congregation in our respective context? So what they have done is really to say, Violence among the youth is really the topic that kills our youth, and we see that, and we keep our, our church doors closed. Why don't we open these doors in order to get the youth in here? That means bringing also the violence into the heart of the church and into, in the middle of, of, of congregational life. But unless you do that, you cannot overcome violence. So this is what this one uh, congregation that I'm thinking of in Rochester now what they have done, and by doing that, they have developed youth programs uh, to get youth off the street, to get them involved in church life, and in order, in, by doing that, they were able really to overcome uh, some of the violence that happened there, and that neighborhood has changed. Now, uh, on the international level, uh, we have seen that, especially the churches of the World Council of Churches have spoken explicitly against the war in Iraq or the war in Afghanistan. This is something churches would not so readily, readily have been doing if it weren't for the Decade to Overcome Violence. See, the Decade to Overcome Violence uh, gives us uh, a tool to develop our theology, to develop our ethics together as churches, and to ask the question, what is the voice of the churches when it comes to military intervention, for example? So, And especially the churches from the U.S., who are member churches of the World Council of Churches, have again, just uh, at our last meeting, spoken explicitly against the war in Iraq. And they have said, we as Christians, we as churches from the U.S., are speaking against this, uh, this activities. You've been quoted as saying that you'd like the term peace church to become irrelevant. Now, what could you possibly mean by that? Well, that's very simple. <clears throat> if every church becomes a peace church, then we don't have to speak about peace churches in over or over against uh, other churches uh, anymore. So the peace, the peace building effort really is an identity marker for every church. And if that happens, if that becomes reality, then of course the, the, the term peace church becomes, uh, becomes uh, obsolete because we can, we know that Christians or churches, these are the people who stand for peace and for overcoming violence. The decade to overcome violence will draw to a close in 2010. Now, that's less than two years away. Fernando, what's the next logical step in this process of trying to make every church a peace church? We propose to bring a, a closing to this decade by um, calling the churches together in, uh, at one point uh, and, in, and at one location. So this will take place. We call this an international peace convocation. Uh, this will take place in the year of 2011 in Kingston, Jamaica. What we hope to do there is to harvest, really, from those 10 years of uh, overcoming violence efforts, uh, harvest the, 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 the lessons that we have learned, uh, bring together practical examples of what has really worked during these years, and try to explicitly say together how we confess the peace of Christ. 
Now, I hope that this is not then the end of peace issues, but this is the beginning, really. This is uh, at this peace convocation, we will also raise the question, now, where do we go from here? If this is what we have learned so far, what are the new commitments that will stay with us now? So my, my hope is that uh, those 10 years were just a preparation phase of more to come. If someone in our listening audience would say that they want their congregation to become more actively and more deliberately a peace church, what practical advice would you have for them? I think my first advice would be to really become incarnated in the context where this congregation lives, which means following really the example of Christ, not only by doing what Jesus has done, but also by really becoming part of that context of becoming part of, of the environment where uh, you are called to be the church. Now, this implies, of course, that you get involved in all the difficulties and all the violence that is happening around your congregation. Uh, it is not uh, by closing your doors and organizing your uh, nice little church life, but it is opening the doors to the reality, which is very violent, into and inviting that violence to a certain degree, degree to come uh, to this church place, to this congregation, in order to be transformed, in order to really break a cycle of violence. So I think a lot of churches, uh, I can say for, for, I can speak for Germany, uh, they have decided to organize their church life uh, without being too much concerned about what is going on in the neighborhood. And I think those churches who have started to open their doors really and face uh, the violence that is happening around their, uh, in, that is going on in their neighborhood, uh, they have been challenged, of course, they have been changed, but they also have grown very much in their spiritual journey and in their commitment to build peace and to make the church really a symbol of reconciliation and building a culture of peace. We have to wrap this up, Fernando. Thanks very much for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you. That's our program for today. As always, we welcome your comments. You can call us at one 6785 or email office at mennonitechurch.ca with your comments, concerns, and suggestions. In the meantime, we invite prayer and financial support for the many peace initiatives and the ministries of Mennonite Church Canada. To learn more about this work, visit our special projects website at www.healingandhope.ca. There you can donate online or you can send a gift to 600 Shaftesbury Boulevard, Winnipeg, Manitoba, R3P0M4. Write Church Matters on the envelope. My name is Janet Plennert. And I'm Dan Dick. You've been listening to Church Matters, where our prayer is that you will be called, equipped, and sent to be the church in the world today. Tune in again at this same time on the third Sunday of each month to hear more about the many ways that church matters. Thanks for joining us. As you go out from here, may the Lord go with you. The face of God shine on you every day. We are sent by God wherever we are living, salt and light as people of the way.